You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, hello everyone. So the flight to San Francisco is going to be delayed just a little bit, about a half hour. Welcome aboard. And so we're going to be starting up here in a little while. I'd like to ask everybody who has carry-on luggage, welcome aboard. If you would like to go ahead and store that luggage ahead of time, we'll do that free of charge. That's welcome aboard. And we'll make sure that you uh, that arrives at your destination. All right. Thanks, everybody. Welcome aboard. This is what he did. He put welcome aboard instead of like in between sentences, instead, instead of like, like a and period, uh, instead of an and or an um, it was welcome aboard. <laughs> was just was peppered in there and it happened so quick. It took me a second. I'm like, no, I didn't hear that. That's not what he was doing. And I listened to him every single time, every time. Welcome aboard. That's amazing. It's like someone saying something horrible underneath their breath. I think it was like, like his tick. It must be his tick because he probably does it a lot in his profession. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. Welcome aboard. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. <laughs> Thank you so much Stop. for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Welcome board we are live here five days a week on the foot employment radio network and available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be for <laughs> wherever podcasts can be found you're trying to do too much it. you're trying to do too much out of the gate like you're running at a hundred i'm running at a hundred you need to just be, be running like running at, running at 50. like 50 about 50 you're like i appreciate the enthusiasm i do because uh-huh. we haven't done a show in like almost a week and i've totally missed it's it it's been about a week and i'm very excited how excited you are but you're uh-huh. you're taking it a little too far welcome you're, aboard you're you're pushing yourself a little too hard. A little too much. Well, you know what I'm, I'm not doing, though, right now? What I should be doing, Sarah? Oh, my God. Is going to FunEmploymentRadio.com, clicking on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page. One of the best ways to shop online. One of the fantastic things that you can do. Probably uh, highly suggested. I was uh, down at uh, CES, and I will say most executives said that's the way that they shop online, is by going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. So that's how um, everyone knew you. They're like, oh, you're Greg from the website FunEmploymentRadio.com, where I go to click there on the Amazon yeah, yeah. Many people came up to me and said that, and they just said, you know, hey, on the side, thanks for telling me how to shop by going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. Right, so let's let's take happened. a breath together. It's been a while since I've done a show. It's been a lot of traveling to get back here, I Sarah. Know. All right, well, anyway. Well, Greg, <clears> I know you have a lot of stories to talk about, but there was something that happened before we start with everything that I need to get out of the way before we go down your crazy person list of things that you've been doing in Vegas for the past Okay, five days. all right. Greg, I don't know if you know this, but when you were gone, actually the day that you left, I was given a major award. A major Greg, award, eh? A major award, eh? Yes, I was. So um, they had this thing at OregonLive.com where they actually had the most memorable, they made this whole list of the most memorable media stars in Portland, Oregon. The most memorable media stars in Portland, Oregon. This is over, throughout the history of Portland? Throughout the history of of goddamn Portland. So here's the description it says. It says, Portland isn't one of the of the country's big media markets, but it's always had first-rate media stars. We've had TV reporters become beloved politicians and radio performers become international icons. So let's celebrate the Rose City's media, uh, Rose City's media world by embracing some of its mem- most memorable stars ever. And by media stars, we don't mean ink-stained wretches such as ourselves. Alas, we're talking about personalities who beam their voices and faces directly into our homes. Okay, here we go. So it's this huge list of all these media stars throughout the years, like people have been in media, anything from like television broadcasting to uh, to radio to being like like a local, like anything in media, basically anything, anything in media. And goddamn, out of the twenty nine people that they picked, I was number twenty six. Greg, <laughs> I don't even understand 
how this happened. And I think that the confusion is kind of, a lot of people are a little confused as to how that, because it's a very random list. However, I am in good company on that list, and it was kind of the most exciting thing ever. You did indeed make the list. I made the list of Portland's most memorable media stars. And not just, it wasn't like me and Greg, sorry Greg, I love you, but it wasn't like me and Greg or me and Rick, even though Rick uh, Rick Emerson, our dear friend who's going to be actually on the show this week, uh, was on the list as well. But it's the first time that I've ever been on a list like by myself. It was so I'm very excited. It's it a was major award. Congratulations. It is a major award. Can I tell you why I'm I'm still mentioned. Up? I was still mentioned in it. So uh, let me tell you. <laughs> in I was, conjunction with so you. Let me tell you the, <laughs> the three people I'm ahead of. Uh, I'm ahead of the honorable mention. Joey Harrington. Yeah, why is Joey Harrington even on there, though? That's because not a media star. Because he's on KGW. Star. No, he's on KGW. Works for the station part-time. No, Joey Harrington's a football star. I wouldn't. He's not a, he's not a media star. Well, I know, but that's why he's an honorable mention, Greg. But you know who was a media star? Motherfucking Jim Spag. If you've lived in Portland for at least over, like, I don't know, what, like 12 plus years, you know who Jim Spag is. Jim Spag. You may not know that name, though. Yeah. But you'd know what he does. You'd know what he does. You'd, uh, he was the crazy old man who was on cable access and who was naked a lot. Mm-hmm. And Jim yeah. Spag was like a... Uh, so this is the kind of list that I'm on. So he was number 29. <laughs> so it's you, the naked guy. The naked guy. Joy Harrington. Uh, tw- number 20 is a woman named Catherine Cook, who uh, she won a, a regional Emmy. So that's something. Uh, number 27 is Pete Schulberg, who is... Are you going through the entire no, list? No, I'm going ba- just down to me. I'm going down to me, which is not very far. I'm at the end of the list, so here we go. Okay. So this is number 27. These are the people you ranked ahead of. These are the people I ranked ahead of. So that's number 27, Pete Schulberg. Now at lucky number 26, what do we have here? Sarah X. Dillon. <clears throat> Sarah X. Dillon made oh, her read it. name on oh. Rick Emerson's popular radio show. Since 2009, she has hosted the podcast Fun Employment Radio with... Greg Nibbler. The podcast stated... Wait a minute. Did it say you're the host? She has hosted the podcast Fun Employment Radio with Wait Greg Wait a minute. <laughs> you're the co-host. There's a rule here. I'm going to write a letter to the editor about this. <laughs> oh, yes. That wouldn't make you look crazy or bitter at all. Oh, excuse me. I'm very happy that Sarah Stillen made this list, but I just have to say one discrepancy here. Note number one. Host? <laughs> question mark? <laughs> she has hosted the podcast. Hosted. <laughs> And sometimes Greg interjects on Unemployment <laughs> 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 Radio. It says the podcast stated an often accomplished goal to provide an intelligent conversations about ridiculous situations. The cool thing about this list, Greg, and this is the last thing I'm going to say uh, about my major award, is that usually when these things happen, like sometimes you know the person mm-hmm. that's like writing, like putting together the list. The most exciting thing for me about this list is I don't know the person who put it who put it together. Like, yeah, it's not my like not a friend, not an old colleague. Like it's a stranger. Which makes it so exciting to me. I'm like, I don't know why I'm on the list, but a stranger put me on the list, and so therefore I didn't have any, any, anything to do with it, which is pretty awesome. It's well-deserved. Mm-hmm. That is very, very cool. Uh, there's, um, there's also uh, not Roddy Roddy Pepper. Who's the, who's the other guy, the smile, the smile winner? What? The oh, smile winner. Ramblin' Rod? Ramblin' Rod, I think. Ramblin' Rod is, I mean, that's, for a long time, Portland, he should be number one. Well, I'm on a list with Ramblin' Rod with Willie Nelson, who I guess was in radio. Yeah, technically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, technically he was. Yeah, yeah he in Vancouver. In mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Well, you're on a, you're on a list with Ramblin' Rod. It doesn't matter what the list is. That's pretty badass. And I'm on a list I'm, with I'm Willie jealous. Nelson, Greg. Yeah, I think that's and Tom that's, Peterson. In all fairness, I don't think that Willie Nelson was a media star in Portland. Willie Nelson is a star. Yeah, Willie Nelson who happened to be in Por- in the Did Portland area Tom for Peterson? like two months. Um, yeah, Tom Peterson definitely. Yeah, that that counts. Uh, Rusty Peterson Nails, is. the clown. 
I don't remember Rusty Nails. What is Rusty Nails? He's old. Na- he's old timey. I, I talked to our old uh, our old buddy Roger, who was like, "Oh, Rusty Nails." Oh, he knew who Rusty Nails was. He knew who everyone was on this list. I didn't okay. know. He <laughs> was just like, "Oh, I remember. I'm back on the drive." Oh yeah, there's Rick Emerson, Bob Miller. Bob Miller, yeah, that makes sense. Bob Miller's amazing. Yep. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, which I didn't know about that one. What did he do here? Uh, let's see. He started as uh, he was a, briefly an anchor at K two in the eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he was the anchor of Current Affair, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Current Dave Affair. Dave Anderson, who just passed uh, this past year, who, I think in 2015, who was an amazing human. Yeah. Uh, Barney Keep, Bill Shonley. Oh, Bill Shonley. Oh, God, yeah. you're on the list with all those people? I'm on the list with Bill Shonley. Tom McCall. Of course, uh, Tom McCall Waterfront Park. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's a little more famous. No, he's just the guy Turns that the park that... was named after. <laughs> Turns out he did a few things before they named the park after him. But yes, that's most famous for his park that's in Portland. That's what he's known for. Tom McCall Waterfront <laughs> Park. Uh, Inside Edition. It wasn't Current Affair. My bad. That's what Bill O'Reilly uh, Lars Larson. Lars Larson. Yeah, well, he is. I and mean, then number one is, uh, as it freezes, I don't know. We'll, we'll never know. Oh, Mel Blank. Oh, how long the, was he here? He was the voice of Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, and Daffy Duck. He began his iconic career in Portland. He was on KEX. For a while, on a, with a program called Cobwebs and Nuts. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I didn't know about that. Um, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All right. Okay. So that's it. Well, there you go. There's the list that you're on. That's my major award, Greg. Major award, Sarah X. Dillon, right here. It happened last week, but you know what? Not all of us can be in Vegas at a fancy convention, so we got to just grab onto what we have. No, that was that's pretty cool. That's my pretty dad impressive. actually was bragging about it at, at his work. He showed it to some of his workers, which is, uh, I love it when that happens because I hardly do a lot to make my parents proud of me. And that was really exciting. No, those kinds of things, those are things that translate things, well to them. Because yeah, they're like, to, like oh, the older demographics. It's I like, get Whoa. that, yeah. Yeah, because my parents lived in uh, Portland, like, back in the 70s. Uh-huh. And so they remembered a lot of the things. My dad's like, I love you, sweetie, but why the hell are you on this list? <laughs> like, I don't know. It is kind of a random list. It is a random list. doesn't make a lot of sense. But, hey, you're on it. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations. All right. Thank you. That all right. Cool. So that was my that was my crowning achievement. That was my major award. No, that's pretty cool. Greg, let's get to your list of all the things that you've done because you've been in Vegas for, what, the past forever? 17 days. <laughs> you've been there like, forever. I'm just going to say this right off the bat, the first thing. Five nights in Las Vegas is too long to be in Las Vegas, but we'll we'll start from um, we'll start from the beginning. So just to preface all this, I was down in Las Vegas over the last um, forever. I think I, I went down last Wednesday, so and today is Tuesday. Uh, my today days are a little Tuesday. screwed up. Okay, it was throwing so me off yesterday. I kept thinking yesterday was Sunday because I was because you know we were so prepared to do a show until yeah. all the stuff happened. Right. So I I went down there with Digital Trends, of course, who I also work for, and to do some broadcasting for the Consumer Electronics Show, which happens every year in Las Vegas around this time. Really cool, really fun. It's all of the biggest tech companies in the world, and then some. Um, are all down there at the Las Vegas Convention Center, and they set up these giant booths and displays, and it's really elaborate to showcase all of their new products and their existing products. It's it's really overwhelming. It's a, it's very very impressive. It's very cool. Overwhelming is not the right word necessarily. It, it is, sounds like it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It's like how Disneyland, like if you want to go there, yeah, it's amazing, but it's also probably overwhelming. Right. And then a, yes, yeah. that's, that's I mean, the it right doesn't way. have to have a negative connotation. Sometimes yeah. things can just be a little. A lot. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. But it's really, really cool. So I went down there with Digital Trends. We're going to talk all about that. I'll explain it, but just kind of to give the the basis there um, of what was going on. So, And then the reason I've been there so long is that I was actually stuck in Las Vegas 
uh, after after all this stuff ended because of a snowstorm here in Portland. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little bit weary right now because it's it's taken a long time to get back here. Uh, but I am back. So I just wanted to start maybe maybe from the beginning, just of the whole trip <laughs> of how how. <laughs> Of how it all worked, because it started off uh, last Greg, Wednesday. Let's start at the beginning. That was the day I won my major award. That is when Sarah won her major award. Because I gave you a ride to the airport, and like as I was picking up Greg, I'm like, hot dog. <laughs> it's very exciting. I'm like, because it was an exciting day, because I'm like, I won a major award, and I'm taking Greg to go and be fancy at the at the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah. Good morning for it was Fun a good Employment day. Radio. Yeah, it was a good day for Fun Employment Radio. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I went down there. You know, Sarah dropped me off at the airport, which thank you very much, because that, that made it a lot easier. And... Uh, I was leaving to go to, go to Las Vegas. It's only like a two-hour flight, which is why getting down there was really not a problem. I will say this, though. I did notice a new trend at the airport. Uh-oh. And this, this was something that I noticed throughout uh, on the way back, too. Um, why are more and more people talking on their phones in the bathroom? I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it's really odd. It's the, it's like the public talkers on like like a city bus who, who will talk and have a conversation because they want everybody to hear. Yeah. But in a bathroom. That's kind of weird. I've noticed that more and more people don't have any limits when it comes to talking on the phone. Like I was yeah. at the gym yesterday and the person next to me was just screaming on their phone like with their headphones and like, oh, I don't know, Sandy. I don't know what we're going to do. It's like. At the gym? At the gym. No, that's no. not that's not okay. It was, And you're like, you know, like sardines packed in there. That's what I thought. And, Last time, because it's been a while since we've been to the gym, that didn't happen before. But yeah. I'm seeing that, yeah, people talking while they're using the bathroom. Mm-mm. Yeah, there was that. I was two different people that were doing this because I, I stopped in there a couple of times just before I went. But it was with one guy who was yelling at his daughter about um, about not coming to church that morning, and that he was going to be leaving, and she should have come to church, and that she needs to be there for the family get together. That's coming up, and he's just like he's yelling. And I only picked up that it was his daughter because I heard so much of their conversation uh, <laughs> that I knew. And I'm, I'm like, why are you doing this in the bathroom where it's just echoing off the walls? So everybody in there, like all the people, and it's an airport bathroom, so it's very crowded. Oh yeah, all of us had to listen to this guy talking to his daughter. I don't understand and that talking type about of going person. To You're totally right because when someone's doing that, they can they clearly know that they're speaking loud. Like, is this? A cry for attention? No, I mean, you can go out into totally the... totally unaware of the space around them? I mean, you can go out into the main airport lobby and find plenty of places where you can go talk by yourself and not bother anybody else. But they chose to do it in the bathroom. And there was that guy. And then the second time before I flew out, I, I stopped back in there. And it was a, this was a guy talking to his friend about breaking up with his girlfriend about how he, yeah man I don't know we just didn't get along I, I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm break it off with her you know what I mean I'm gonna break it off with her and he's just sitting there yelling this out also in the bathroom while we're all having to listen to him talk to his buddy about how he's gonna break up with his girlfriend oh well let's see I'm looking in the chat yeah. uh, our pal Courtney says uh, that she travels a ton for work and she's noticed an increase as well and then our friend Ben is a bus driver and he said that it's on the bus uh, all the time. He says, I've had dirt on half the city. Yeah, why Why is that? I'm like, I'm the exact opposite. I don't want opposite. anyone to hear my conversation. No, I'm I will, very quiet. I will be muffled and like quiet and I'll sneak off somewhere else because I just, I don't want to bother somebody else with having to listen to my conversations. It's not like I have like some dirty secrets that's that, you know, the, that I'm like airing. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, that's kind of my business and I don't want to bother anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's one thing I just noticed. I, I made a note of it. It happened enough that I made a note of it before I left. So I, I wanted to get that in there. Anyway, one thing I noticed there. So as it was a good preparation, though, to get used to being in around a lot of people. The airport was a good, like, 
precursor before oh, going that's to good. CES. Test the water. Yeah, it's a little, little bit warms you up to being okay. You're never going to be alone again forever. Like you are always going to be around people. So so get used to that. And but yeah, and then we uh, got on the plane, and there was a bunch of us actually that ended up being on the same flight. And uh, flight went great. Got down to Las Vegas. Uh, saw the longest taxi line I've ever seen in my life. It took about hour and 15 minutes of waiting in line probably mm. to get a taxi just to get the taxi to get to get the place and uh but then you know i was there i was there in las vegas and the way it works we got in wednesday and the consumer electronics show ces starts on thursday but digital trends has their own booth this year which was really cool and yeah, that's what i was down there looking. for yeah it was really fancy looking so it was like a, tvs and stuff yeah like screens it was a whole broadcast booth and if you want to get any visuals for this, just go to digitaltrends.com slash CES and you'll see all the videos that I'm in or go to their YouTube page. There's hours and hours, literally hours and hours of video uh, from from this event and from the broadcast booth that we had set up. So I got in and then we were supposed to I, – I went and checked into the – well, not checked in. I went to the house where I was going to stay. And I've got some <laughs> stories about that house too that I'm going to talk about. So they – since, since DT's crew is so big, it was kind of split up among a couple different places. There was a house for the people from New York. They rented a big Airbnb house, Airbnb house for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some people staying in hotels. And then for the people from Portland, at least for the writers and editors, and I was kind of part of that crew, um, they rented another a giant house in kind of a, a couple miles off of the Strip for us to all stay in. So we had one big spot. There, I'll get into some stories about the house. Well, maybe I'll just launch into the stories about the house. So here's what happened, because this is what happened right when I showed up. Now, they had been staying there for a, a couple of days, because mm. most of the crew goes down on, goes down on like and Monday. And you guys are all standing, staying in like a frat house, basically. Well, it was a giant house. Is it all dudes? Um, no, Jenny was there, too. Oh, poor Jenny. <laughs> Jenny got her own room, at least. So that was good for Jenny. Yeah, poor Jenny. I know. I said that one to, at one point to her, too. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, you're, you're hidden here in a house with, like, 15 dudes. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so it was this giant house that they had rented. And, you know, and you rent it online. And when they were setting it up, it, it in theory, seemed pretty good. There was a lot of space. There was, you know, a whole hangout rooms and a big kitchen and lots of bedrooms. So you think, okay. And it said pool and hot tub and all that, all that stuff. So it sounds like it's going to be a good thing. You get there, and um, the house is nice. But it's also not quite as advertised. <laughs> and that's what everyone who was talking about, like, yeah, they didn't tell us shocked. about this or this or this. There was there was a hangout room where there was a DJ stage where if somebody wanted to DJ, you could DJ. And and the, the owner of this house apparently lives there and then just rents it out sometimes. Um, there was a stripper pole in the dining room. Of course there was. <laughs> You know, and this is that was where their editing room was too, where everybody was working. There's just the stripper pole in the back, and they're like, "Yeah, why not?" Of course, there's a stripper pole. Uh, there was a one bedroom that was completely unfinished, like it was just raw wood. It was just unfinished, an unfinished bedroom that they had thrown up in the in the basement. Um, there was a urinal in one of the bathrooms, but I mean, is that where you stayed in the unfinished basement? No, no, I stayed in a different room. Um, down this long hallway. I mean, this place was huge. It was it was really big. It I don't I couldn't even tell you how many bedrooms are in there. Ten, maybe. Wow. How many people were staying there? Sixteen? Jesus. I wanna say. Oh my god. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I don't know for sure. I, d- I still am not entirely sure of how many of us were there, but enough to where, you know, there there were a lot of the bedrooms were like two people per room, two beds in the room. So it was like kind of like sharing a hotel room, but um, 
that's kind of how it was set up. But I got there, and here's the thing, though, they told me. Because they, they, again, on paper and online, this sounded amazing, this place. And so what happened, though, I, I walked in, and they're like, okay, hey, uh, don't be surprised if people are yelling your name a lot. And I'm like, okay, why? Like, okay, I'm going to tell you why. So what yeah, happened? What does that even mean? Yeah, I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, no, people are going to be yelling out, Greg, quite a bit. Like, all right. So what happened was the night before I got there, they were um, they were all asleep. This was like one or two in the morning, they said. And they heard the front door open and somebody walk in the house and just start yelling, Greg, Greg, Greg. And yelling. Wait, they were looking for you? Well, I don't know because there's actually another Greg for Digital Trends that was there too. And they said they were all asleep. And finally, other Greg got up and walked out there and he's like, yeah, what, what's going on? Like, where's Greg? And it was these two dudes. They were kind of staggering all over the place. One had a Bluetooth headphone in like the full on thing. One guy apparently was reaching into his pocket a lot. Like, I don't know what's in his pocket. And it turns out the actual owner of the house, his name is Greg. And so they, (laughs) they were there looking for him. But the uh, front door code, because it was one of those lock codes, uh-huh. he hadn't changed the lock code. So these guys knew the lock code. Are you kidding? So that's what they they just walked right in. And it took a while, I guess, to convince them that, no, Greg's not here. The Greg you're looking for is not here. He's We're renting the house for business. Like, he's not here. And I guess they wouldn't leave for like 10 minutes. They just stood there. That's they didn't know what terrifying. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Until finally, they just kind of staggered out the door and left. Jesus Christ. The next day they got the code changed. Um, and, the, and of course, the owner, uh, there's a whole thing with that that I'm not part of. But, um, but yeah, so that's why throughout the, entire, <laughs> throughout the entire trip down there, every now and then you would hear a, Greg, Greg, just because that, that was the running joke oh for, my for God. the entire trip. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, that was the house that we were staying at. Um, the house itself, fine, whatever. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was fine. But that was kind of funny. It just kind of set the precedent of, of when I got there. Stripper poles, unfinished basements, and people breaking into your house in the middle of the night screaming your name. Yeah. That does not sound relaxing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, luckily, everybody I'm with down there is great. They're all great people. So that's that's fun. Vicky in the chat says, this is not the Greg you were looking for. <laughs> it's, it's true. This is not the Greg you're looking for. Um, so that happened, you know, and then we, we ended up, uh, going back to the booth and taking a look at it and just try to get an idea of what we were going to be doing and how the broadcast was going to work. So it was great. So the next day, uh, we go there, you know, and we're all well rested from sleeping in the (laughs) the same house as 16 other people. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, I got there, you know, and CES, they estimate like 170 to 180,000 people attend it. I mean, it is there. You can't. You can't underestimate how you can't overestimate how big it is. Like it is so big. I can't. I don't. I don't understand. What would it be comparable in my mind? <sighs> I'm trying to think. Like what would what would be comparable here? All right. I'm trying to think. All right. I'm trying to think of something that you and I both know. Would it be like this is going to make me sound so dated? Uh huh. Like like a crowd of like but outside like people in the '90s at like Warp Tour like that big amount of people. Um, no, a lot more than that. A lot more than Warp really? Tour. That was like. 10,000, 15,000 people. I'm, I'm talking 180,000 people. What? Yeah, 170 to 80,000 people. How much does like a, the Rose Quarter, how, how many people the does Rose that Garden, fit in there? Uh, the Rose Garden fits 18,000. So 10 times that amount of people. 
Dear God, man. Ten times that amount of people. No, that's too much. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. So, but it's it's spread out over the whole Las Vegas Convention Center, which itself, I mean, it's it's like an entire city. It's so big. And and so in, in each section, there's a bunch of different sections. There's halls, and each hall is like, figure each hall is like a rose garden size, mm. um, only it's spread out. And then each, it's all sectioned off into booth spaces, which the booths, I mean, some of them could be like a a city block long, like LGs. That's basically a block of all of their stuff and fancy things that they have set up. And and like they had a uh, light tunnel that you could walk through, which I got a video I'll show you afterward, where it was all OLED displays, which that's, that's the top end displays. And it says giant tunnel with their fancy sound and this huge display thing. But I mean, you walk through a light tunnel? Yeah. Like yeah. in uh, the night before? Uh, in the night before. What, I'm trying to remember what happened the, the night when before. They, when they go to the um, cracker ball and they're walking down that light. Tunnel. Oh, yes. Kind of, yes, kind yes, of yes. Like kind of like that. Oh, that's kind awesome. Kind of like that. Only only way bigger. Way oh, bigger. Oh, that looked, when I saw that, I'm just like, I want to walk through one of those. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, But that's like LG's booth. But then you have smaller booths where it's just like a local company. You'll have a, a company that just makes like cell phone cases and they'll rent a tiny uh, a booth space and they'll they'll advertise that. Or you have a company, that, like any kind of tangential thing you can think about with technology um, will happen. Ben in the chat says, uh, gadget burning man. <laughs> kind of. Sometimes. Yeah, in some, play, in some ways it is because each booth wants to get you in there to to look at what they have because it's only industry people that can go. So you either have to be a buyer or work in the tech industry or cover the tech industry in media to get in. So the general public can't get in. Mm-hmm. So everybody that's going by is a potential to get your product out there or to sell your product for these guys. So they want anybody walking by, they want you to come in your booth. So they do all kinds of different things to try to get you in. So it's 180,000 approved people to go to this conference. Yeah. So you can't get in if you're like a normal person like me. No. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to. You have to be mm. part of the industry. Yeah, it's, it's the only way to get into it, and and so that's that's kind of what this is. And then we have our booth, which we were set up awesome at this at one of the main entrances. So people were walking by our booth all day long, and and so it was a great location. It was really cool for that. Ooh. And our digital trends, like whole stage and like actual broadcast studio that we had there, and. Um, and so the the way the coverage worked, it was myself, uh, Stephanie Strickland was the main host, and then um, uh, we had David from theunlocker.com. I just wanted to give him a shout out because David was really cool. He's, it's one of these things, you know, when you go to these things, you usually end up meeting people, you know, and because it brings people from all over the country to one spot. Uh, David Kogan, theunlocker.com. So he does um, how-to videos. Some, the some Unlocker. Movie. The okay. Unlocker. I feel like I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. So he does some pretty cool stuff. So David was there too. And David and I hung out quite a bit during this thing. And Stephanie as well, of course, you know, and she was hosting. So we'd kind of trade off on on who was hosting the booth. Uh, the first day I was there, did get to interview Nick Offerman, which that was cool. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. It was, it was kind of cool because he sat down before we went on air because he'd been copied, I guess, on some of the emails that were going back and forth before. And he's like, so... I hear you're the nibbler. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> yes, I am, Nick Offerman. Whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Whatever you want to call me, you can. People are always obsessed with your name. Like, uh-huh. that was like when Kevin Heffernan and Steve yeah. Lee came in. They were just N- so nibbler? nibbler. They were just like, so No, it's a real last it. name. Mm-hmm. It's not made up. It's real. Uh, yeah, and so, oh, do not restart my computer right now. Of course, I'm talking about tech and then going to have a tech problem. 
Um, well, I have your giant list if you'd like me to read off the next bullet point. No, I'll go, th- I'll go through these. I'll go through these quick. I just want to kind of get like a whole rundown of it. Anyway, you go there, you broadcast no, well, all day. I want day. to know because it's not something that everybody gets to go to. Like 180,000 people get to go, but not normal people. Yeah, yeah. It's all you techies. It's all techies, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all techie people. And so, so yeah, so we broadcast all day long. We'd have a bunch of interviews and uh, switching off with a bunch of people. So it was... It was a lot of fun. So um, you'd work all day, and then would you work? Have to work all night? Did you have any like downtime at all? No, mm-hmm. no. You'd work all day, then you'd go to another side conference at night. Which the side conferences, so they would be the things that would happen after main CES closes at like six p.m. So we'd be there till about six, get there at eight a.m., leave there at six p.m., and then you'd go to the side conference. And I would go there and try to find some other things to talk about the next day. Which those ones are kind of cool because they're smaller companies that really want your attention, and so it's 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 more like something you could understand. Like, a, did you get some free shit? No, I didn't get a lot of free shit. I'll Why tell you this: not? I tried, I tried. You did not try hard enough. I do or do not, Greg. I did not do a very good job. I mean, I got, I did get some free battery charger stuff, like free portable chargers, some free. Um, I mean, everybody's got uh, flash drives. That's kind of what the the standard that everybody's got. No, I failed at getting free stuff because these are usually the places where. It's this is more like an actual convention hall, these smaller ones, where it's just individual tables lined up one by one, and they're not big booths. And so these are the smaller companies, these side conferences, where they want to get attention. So it could be anything, like from a startup to somebody who's who's just created this product out of their you know out of their garage, and now they're there uh, showing off the stuff. And these ones are kind of funny though because they everybody's wearing their CES badge. You uh, you will have to wear that at all times, and just hangs around your neck. And it says your name and your company and what you do. And so these reps for this thing, as you're walking by, nobody ever looks you in the eyes. They, everybody's always looking at your chest to see who you are. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, That's so smarmy. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's gross. It, it is. Like, I walk by and they, you just I see just them look. looking to see if you're somebody. Yep. They oh, see who I you are. Like that one bit. And then they see your name like, Greg, hey, how's it going, man? And so it threw oh, me off. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And it threw me off for a bit. For a little bit, just because I'm not used to it. These guys are all used to that stuff. And and I would shake their hand and be like, huh, who? Oh, you just read my name on oh, my Oh, you card. just read my That's my all name it is. Tag. And then you saw the company I'm with, and you're like, okay, I can get some press here. And they're like, hey, let me tell you about this really quick. And they drag you into the All right, booth never and, mind. I don't want to go. <laughs> that sounds like a like Some a of them are really cool nightmare. where you learn some some interesting things about the products, you know, and there's some really cool stuff. Some of them, if it's just a cell phone case, I'm like, well, that's just, it's just a my little pony cell phone case, man. I, I don't really, I'm not really interested in that, but good for you. <laughs> uh, just n- not my thing. So maybe I would have been interested in the, my little pony cell phone case, Greg. Maybe you would have been, maybe you would have been. Yeah. So you could have gotten a free one. Um, I don't know. Actually, I really, I would not I, use my little pony. I don't know. Maybe I could have, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just, it's just kind of interesting. Each booth. Some of them are really cool where it's like, it's somebody who's worked really hard at this and this is their dream coming true. They're here oh. pitching it. So yeah, those, those ones are really fun. It's just, it's one of every kind of person you can think of is there. So those are the side conferences. And then you go home, you go to sleep if you can, or do more research, then go to sleep and then wake up at 6am and do it all over again. So that's kind of how it works each day. So you really... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's fun. I cannot. I'm not complaining about it at all. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm not. And I know you're not. I am not complaining but at make all. Make sure to clarify that you're not complaining. Uh, I am not complaining. Mm-hmm. 
no, no, it's it's awesome. I'm just saying it's. Uh, it sounds it wears very, you down. very, very overstimulating. Just like Vegas mm-hmm. itself, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is so much fun. I was so happy to be there. I, I can't say that enough because um, that's just part of the fun of it. You know, you just you just go, 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 go. And uh, so that's that's the CES side of it, which was, again, awesome. I will say this on Friday night, our friend Royal was down there. Oh, I love Royal. At the Consumer Electronics Show. So I'm sure you've heard Royal on the show before. He used to do the podcast Accidental Housewives on the network. He's also one of the PDX pirates and he works for a tech PR firm. And I won't say the name of his company because that that doesn't really, uh, you know, I don't know what they want to say for that stuff. But um, this company did rent a suite at one of the hotels. They didn't rent a house to cram a bunch of people into? I'm just kidding. It sounds like it's fun. No. Yeah. 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 But I mean, a suite always sounds fancy. Yes. Was it fancy? uh, Yes. Yeah. It was fancy. So he invited me in to come to the suite. And he's like, yeah, man. So basically, it's a suite that we set up. Um, We've got a bartender and it's kind of just a, just a hangout. He's like, if you want a break and can get in. And it turned out on Friday evening, I actually had like a two hour window where I could take a break. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to come in and see Royal. That'll be cool. Well, it's nice to also probably see a friend from back home and uh-huh. be like, all right, just chill out and be, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm sure you have to be on the entire time. And sometimes it's nice to kind of take a breath. And be yeah. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I was, was like, free drinks. Yeah. And I've never been in one of those fancy suites. Me neither. And so I showed up there and first off you have to get some, you have, somebody has to call up to let you in. So I, I found the hotel. Can you say what hotel it is? Uh, Palazzo is where he was. Okay. Yeah. And I know that because I think he posted it on my Facebook page. That I think that's fine. Yeah. Palazzo, which is by the Venetian, I think. Okay. So on the fancy area of the strip. I don't know. I get confused on the strip. I, I, don't, I don't know that Bellagio has the pretty lights. Bellagio's show. got pretty lights. Venetian's got the, you know. And the Paris has really good food. Paris has good food. Um, yeah, Palazzo. That's mm-hmm. where we were. So, yeah, you have to have the security guard calls up and uh, and I get approval to go up there. So I go up and I walk up to the door and I knock on the door and answering the door is a monk. Wait, what? Like, not a monk wearing a hood monk, but like a priest monk with like the white flowing like you know priest thing like okay like wearing the the robes yeah like the robes like the but big do they have white... like the big kind of white thing on the top a little yeah yeah wait so he was a monk yeah no that's who answered the door so uh, the door is answered and i'm at this suite in las vegas and a a priest i don't know what you would call him i i'm trying to think i think he's a monk answers the door mm and uh, I'm, I was kind of confused at first. I'm like, okay, oh crap, did I find the wrong party? Well, yeah, Where I am I? <laughs> I've clearly come to the wrong spot. And he's like, oh, hello, I'm father so-and-so. And I'm like, okay, is Royal here? And he's like, yeah, I, I think so. And he's like, come on in. I mean, he's very nice. And so I walked into this suite with a monk and, uh, I'm, and I'm looking around and I know no one. So I'm just like staring through through all this crowd of people and everybody's all talking, having a good time. They all, you know, and, and kind of broken off into a bunch of different groups. I mean, there was probably 20 people in there. Oh, wow. And all all standing, all dudes just kind of talking and chatting. And they all kind of glance over at me. And, the, you know, nobody was like menacing or like, what's going on? They're just like, look over. They clearly don't recognize me or know, you know, that we don't know each other. I'm like, oh, okay. And just go back to the conversation. And I'm just kind of standing there like... A Franciscan priest. That must be what he is. That's probably it. Yeah, that's that's probably what he what he is. 
if we can look that up. I'm again very nice guy, but I don't know him and I don't know anybody else. And so Royal, uh, Royal, it turns out he had just stepped out for a minute and he was coming back up. And then he comes back up and and started introducing me to people. But at first, I was like, I totally have found the wrong party and what is going on here. And so we we ended up being great. Um, I hung out with Phil. Phil, who actually listens to Fun Employment Radio. Hello, Phil. Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, Phil. Phil makes that fancy alcohol-infused coffee. Well, I don't know about that, so he should probably give us some so I can That's what I told him. He needs to come in on the show. Um, I don't No, no, it's not alcohol-infused. It's like highly concentrated coffee. He's going to have to come on on the show and explain it. I like both of those things, so yes, let's do it. Yeah, So, and he was the bartender. Hung out there and uh, hung out there for a while, and it was a lot of fun. Love hanging out with Royal; it was great, and uh, and and yeah. So. so was this okay? So back to the monk priest person. Yeah, was it all white? It was all white. Did he have a rope around his waist? Yeah, I've got a picture, and I should probably post this picture somewhere because it was. I remember when I was an altar girl, I had to wear like a white robe. Maybe he's a... just a regular priest with like the full thing. Well, I mean, you and I are both ministers. So maybe like we can dress like that. <laughs> no, no, we're reverends. Oh, we're reverends. Yes, in the life church. But no, he's like can an he say actual father or brother. Father. He said he's so he must be a priest. So that's a priest. Okay. Because um, a brother is a monk, I think. You're right. You're right. So yeah. monk. He's not a monk. He's not a monk. He's a priest. Yeah, he's a father. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what what exactly the <laughs> stuff. I don't know, and I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. Were you ever again? Was very there nice. ever an explanation why he was there? Yeah, he's just a buddy. He's just a friend of everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just turns out he's just a he's just one of their friends who also happens to be a priest. And so he was just he just comes down and hangs out with them. Huh. Yeah. I think that was really what the bottom line explanation was. I just didn't know when I walked in. I wasn't expecting to see a a, a priest. No, I wouldn't expect you know? in Vegas to knock on a sweet door and have a priest answer. No, I'm no. like, oh my god, I'm in the wrong spot. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> so some sort of intervention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Friday night. That was Friday night. Anyway, went on Saturday. Great day. Uh, had, a, had a lot of fun there broadcast. Um, I, the one thing I will say that I was really excited about that I really geeked out about is if you know what the Hyperloop is, the CEO of Hyperloop Transportation Technologies. Yes, I saw you. I saw briefly your interview with him, and you were spazzing out that how excited you were. I don't know what, he, what that is. Okay, so the Hyperloop is... It's an idea that Elon Musk came up with, Elon Musk of Tesla and SpaceX. And it's a new form of transportation that now is actually probably going to become a reality. But essentially, it would be sending people not like a train, but think of a, think of a, train, on, a train that's in a vacuum tube. So it's like completely Like when you transfer enclosed. like stuff instead of a building where you like stick the, like the, mail the cylinder slot in, like it goes and then just goes. Think of it kind of like that. Okay. The tech behind it works a little bit different, but it, it would look the same. So it'd be a giant tube that they take almost all of the air out of. You get into, the people get into tubes of their own that travel through this thing. So it'd be like little train cars completely sealed. Does everyone have their own tube? Uh, no. It'd be, be, it'd be like riding in a train. Okay. Only this train rides through a tube and it's pushed along by magnetic levitation. Since the air's sucked out of it, Essentially, it means you can go really, really, really fast. So you could get from L.A. to San Francisco in like 30 minutes. Oh, I have heard you talk about this yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. And th- that's the basic thing. You can watch the interview uh, if you want. I-, I find that stuff really fascinating. So it was really exciting to me to talk to him about it. And they're going to start building it in, um, I think, Abu Dhabi 
which of course, because they have all the money mm-hmm. and want to build giant things like this. So th- I think that's where it's going to be starting. And then they might have one in Europe, eventually hoping to get it to the U.S. But it's a whole new form of transportation that's faster and cheaper. Okay. Yeah. All right, because I've heard you talk about this before. Now I see why you were so excited about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I uh, talked to him. And then, um, and then yeah, the rest of the day was great. One thing I will say, uh, the other thing I'll say about CES too, and I'm sorry if I'm rambling about this stuff. Just stop me. I can always bathrooms. interject about my major award if you'd like. I'm saving all my Bremerton stuff for tomorrow, though. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. going to talk about that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The bathroom lines at CES, that's a that's a real hard thing to find a bathroom. If you need to use the restroom. Can you just go check on the bike? No. There's no place <laughs> you can check on the bike there. <laughs> if there were, I would have I would have found <laughs> if it. If you get that, you get that. <laughs> no, you get people that camp in the bathroom. They'll sit there and, like, camp out in one of the stalls. What, and, like, talk on the phone and do their thing? Yeah. They sit in there That's messed and up. they'll camp in there for like 20 minutes and you'll have this giant line where you can see you can see people's feet so you know who's been in there long. And there was one time I waited in line 20 minutes to use the bathroom and this one guy never left until finally at the very end he got up and walked out. I'm like, oh, you weren't having like problems. You were just hanging yeah, out Yeah, because you there. feel bad for someone if they're in the bathroom and having right. physical problems. If they're having problems, ailments, that yeah. sucks. No, this was clearly not somebody who was having problems got up and he had his tablet out and everything so he had been on his tablet in there just hanging out anyway you, you find there's some campers in that part that's that part gross sucks. yeah that's really gross yeah um but that was the last day. saturday was the last day so again great time H- had a great time broadcasting it was a it was a lot of and fun and so then you were done finally and after saturday yeah and then we were done and that's when as we started getting done we well we weren't quite done so Steffi and i were alternating segments towards the end of the day and we were all of us, especially from Portland, but also the New York people, because they had a storm coming in, were monitoring our flights because a lot of us were either flying back that night, Saturday night or Sunday morning, which mm-hmm. I was supposed to come back Sunday morning. And, and there was this giant storm that we kept seeing that was rolling into Portland, this ice and snow storm. We're like, huh, I wonder if our flights are going to be OK. Yeah, the flights will probably be OK. Oh, we'll be fine. Canceled flight, canceled flight, canceled flight. <laughs> As the day just keeps going on. And we see these flights getting canceled. And finally, right before I went on for um, my last segment of the day, I just see flight canceled. I'm like, crap. So now what do I do? But I don't have time to do anything because I've got to go on air. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I get off air there in between one of the other segments, I'm like, okay, my flight's canceled. I need to book a hotel right now. So I better book one. And then I'll figure out how the hell I'm going to get home because I'm going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to be here on Sunday. And my, I was flying Southwest, and by the time I was able to actually try to book, you know, move my flight to the next day, all of Monday was full. For oh, Southwest. I bet because everyone's trying to get yep. the hell home. Yeah, I think Rick, who works for DT, he had said to do that, and he booked his, and I tried like ten minutes later, and it was all booked up. He's like, I probably got the last one. Oh man! So I was, so there was nothing I I could do for that. Like I can't fly back on Monday at that point, or on Sunday, or on. No, this would have, yeah. Sorry, my days are all screwed I up. I can't fly back on Sunday. That's why I, you have the crazy mind today. I'm telling, I'm keeping you, keeping you going. Yeah, you're keeping me going. You're keeping me going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it, it was looking like I was going to have to stay another night, another night there, and um, what's Monday night? Well, yeah, because there was no flights on Monday either. Yeah, no flights on Monday, no flights on Sunday. So I would have had to stay till Tuesday, which is today. Which is today. I would have been coming <laughs> back today, and. So that, that that'll happen, and then I, eventually I worked it out to where I bought another flight on a different airline and got a return 
uh, and, and got, got my other one refunded. And that was the only way I was able to get back yesterday. Which is good. Which almost didn't happen in its own right for a different, a few different reasons. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Saturday night. So I went out Saturday night, had a great time um, with, with the DT crew because all of us were just like, well, we're, we're fucked. Well, you just have not to, getting anywhere. Sometimes you yeah. just have to be zen with the fact, like, well, not going to be able to get home. So, yep. and that's what make it was. The best of the situation. Yeah, we can't go home, but we're done working. And you know, the show went great. It was so much fun, and a lot of hard work, but it paid off. And so we're like, well, let's go have some drinks because mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to get up early tomorrow. Now, and so so went out and had a bunch of drinks, and it was it was a lot of fun. And then Sunday, I went to go check into my hotel, and then you know, I, I couldn't check in till like I don't know two, I think. So. It was just me wandering around. Uh, With your giant suitcase? Well, I was able to store the suitcase. Okay, that's yeah. good. Because the- Greg had this huge suitcase. Yeah. I know because I took him to the airport and that thing like took up two seats in the back of my car. <laughs> yeah, it's a big suitcase. Because <laughs> I had to bring plenty of clothes and then I wanted room in case I did get free stuff, which I didn't. Which I didn't get much of. Um, but I wanted room for that stuff. And the rest of the guys, they end up staying on the opposite end of the strip. Um because they all got booked down there. So I was kind of, I was at Treasure Island and they were on the other end. Oh, T.I. Yeah. But it was just me. I've never been alone in Las Vegas, like for any extended amount of time. I don't think I have either. Yeah, it it was weird. So I just started. Usually when people are alone in Vegas, it's probably for a sad reason. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know, right? So. But it would be kind of fun. Like I, I mean, you know me personally, I like being by myself. Like I like mm -hmm. wandering around and exploring and doing it because. You get to do whatever the hell you want and yeah. not have to, like, if you feel like going and, you know, staring at the lions at MGM or whatever, uh-huh. you can just do whatever the heck you oh, want. I, I should have done it. that. Uh, no, that, and that's the thing. I didn't know what to do. So I, I dropped my bags off, but I couldn't check in for another, like, three hours. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got three hours by myself to go. I don't know. I don't have a room. I don't have anything, but I don't have my bags with me. So I just started walking down the strip. And this was a time where, since I was on my own, I had no agenda. I just started talking to people. I talked to all the vendors and all those people on the sides that are like, hey, man, let me tell you about our trips. Let me tell you about what you can do here. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> tell me about what you got. <laughs> I have nothing better to yeah. do. To talk to me. <laughs> like, what are you doing in town? I was like, well, I'm, I'm stuck here for another night. I, I'm, I literally, ha- I have nothing. I have nothing to do right now. So, <laughs> so, Are you even making him uncomfortable? Yeah. No, they're like, really? Oh, that's Okay. Well, here's some of our trips, and here's some things you can do. I'm like, cool. Those all sound great. All right, I'll think about doing that. Might might do one of those, and and so so I talked to everybody. I took my picture with Chewbacca. Chewbacca, who was the, you know the guys that are all dressed up on this trip. Did you have to pay him? Yeah, I paid him two bucks. <laughs> yes, because I had two bucks. So it was a guy just as Chewbacca. He must have been like seven feet tall anyway, because <laughs> the guy was huge, and he's just doing. Uh, uh. I do a terrible Wookiee. Yeah, that's good. So he's just doing that. And I walk up and I had the money in my hand. And I'm like, hey, man, can I get a picture? And he just looked at me. All I can interpret is angrily. And he's pointing at his tip thing like. Oh, my God. I'm like, no, I I got money for it. And he's like, okay. Oh, my God. Took a couple of pictures with Chewbacca. And then, uh, then went on my way, and and yeah, I talked to the roller coaster people. I talked to the uh, the Ferris wheel people. I assume you were having drinks along the way too, because you're not no. usually like randomly chatty. No, I didn't actually. I was just. You didn't have any drinks when you can walk around in public with a beer in your hand and. Oh, I ended up, but not at that point. Okay. I hadn't yet. No, because I I wasn't I wasn't ready yet. Because mm-hmm. keep in, I was on you know three to four hours of sleep, so. It was more um, tired talking to mm. everybody. And so, yeah, I just I walked around, talked to everybody, then went back, finally checked into my room and 
Ended up meeting up with those guys later on. Did you make any other friends behind, besides the roller yeah, coaster people? Yeah, kind of, the- kind of. Mostly, it was just me walking around by myself. Like I hung out for a couple hours with the with the DT guys up at their end of the strip, and then they were going to dinner, and then I was going to maybe meet somebody else. So I I, I didn't end up going to dinner because I I thought Royal was uh, stuck too because mm-hmm. I know he had been at the airport all day, and that's why I feel bad for Royal because he was trying to get out, but he thought his flight was. I don't think go. he got back till this morning. No, uh, he got back last night, way late last oh, night, man. without his luggage. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, do they know where? Oh. I don't know. I haven't talked to him today. That is why I am so paranoid about checking my luggage. You always make fun of me, but that's why I pack as much crap as I can into my carry-on and just bring it all with me. Well, I, I prefer to just carry on, but this this time, I mean, I really did have, like, computers and I have suits and stuff just because I brought all my things, so I just couldn't I couldn't carry it on. Uh, yeah. Royal, Royal had it... Uh, pretty bad so he, oh, he spent looking... all day at the airport on sunday trying to get out before they finally canceled it i'm just looking at his post from sunday his wrote, i don't ever want to travel again right now yeah <laughs> yeah because i talked to him that morning i'm like oh well hey i mean the hotels aren't that bad let me know you know if you can't fly out and then i was gonna end up i thought i was gonna meet up with him maybe that evening and whatever yeah it didn't end up working but royal royal had a tough time getting home too everybody had a tough time getting home so so that night, though, Sunday night, since I, I met up with them and I just kind of started walking back towards my place and stopping off randomly at places just by myself, throwing five bucks into a machine. And then, you know, the girl comes around with a drink and I'd get a drink and hang out for a bit. Like, all right, well, <laughs> I've been here. Walk on down the strip, go to somewhere else. And of course, I end up back at Casino Royale because that's the place <gasps> where we always go. Casino Royale is the best. Yeah. Casino so I, Royale is my favorite. It's also cheap. It's so. Why do you think it's my favorite? Yeah, because you go on the strip and you gamble, and then like the drink lady only comes around like once an hour, and mm-hmm. so you've like spent more money than it costs. Or else you can go to Casino Royale and get a two dollar beer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, to to juxtapose like the the price difference on that. Mm. So at Aria, which is like this newer hotel down there, because uh, I had met up with Ryan from Digital Trends, and we were just walking around. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go get a beer from here. And I I thought it was one of the things where you usually you sit down, and if you plug some money into the video poker machine at the bar. You get a free drink. Yeah. At least that's what I was used to. Uh-uh. At the at O'Shea's, that was what Yo, you could do. Yeah, I would sit there at the n- counter for like two hours. Not so much at Aria. Let me tell you what their deal was. So uh, I sat down and I put in 10 bucks. You know, I was just kind of dinking around with the video poker machine. And he came by. He's like, yeah, would you like a beer? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a Corona. He's like, all right, is that cash or credit? I'm like, well, how much is it? $9.75 <gasps> for a one Corona. And I was like, okay, well, but I'm Fuck gambling. That shit. I'm like, but I'm gambling. He's like, first, you need to have one of our gambler's cards. Second, you have to put $20 in and you have to bet max every time and I'll give you one beer per half hour. I'm like, screw that. You didn't. Did you? You didn't no, pay nine seventy five. No, not at all. I was like, okay, cash out. And uh, See, there's a reason not... we always found our way back to Casino Royale. But, but the thing is, though, you, That's walk, ridiculous. you walk right over to the casino floor, just, I mean, 20 feet away. And we sat down at this video roulette thing. I put in the $5. The drink girl comes by, free drink. Mm. So, I mean, never pay. Never don't pay. Be, yes. Don't do that. Yeah, don't pay at those places. $9.75 for a Corona. Oh, my God. We need to bring or unemployment free. radio to Vegas and then figure out all the ways to do everything the cheapest. Uh-huh. And then pass along our words of wisdom. Because you and I are always good at squirreling deals. Oh, yeah. Casino Royale, $2 for a Yeah, Casino Royale is the best. Like, every time... One of my friends is going to Vegas. Like, any recommendations? I'm like, it's mm-hmm. it's gross. It's wonderful, especially if you go around Christmas. Oh, it's it dirty. So it's dirty, and it has a giant wheel of fortune machine in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuggy, 
years ago when we went there, Tuggy put $20 in on the Wheel of Fortune machine, and he let me hit the button, and he won 400 bucks. Remember wow. That? I you almost. Oh, yeah, that's right. You that's right. No, yeah, and he yeah. bought everybody, like, he bought, like, the whole place drinks. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there so like Christmas I, lights up all year round, and uh-huh. it stinks, and they're like old mean people, and yeah. it's cheap, and it's They have awesome. the foot-long hot dogs in the back. Now they have White Castle oh. in there, so it's White Castle. Do they still have the hot dogs? The hot dogs are still in the back, oh, yeah. Oh, no, those are, they're two-foot-long hot dogs. Yeah, two-foot, that's right. Mm-hmm. I remember. I, I did try White Castle for the first time. And? It's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like little slider burgers. I mean, it was it was good. Sliders. Sliders. Chicken mm-hmm. apple sliders. <laughs> yeah, so I played roulette there. Because by this time, I had walked back enough on the strip that I was a, I was a little bit, uh, I'd had some free tipsy. drinks. You know, because anytime they offer a free drink, I'm going to take it. You're in it. Vegas. Don't be afraid about being tipsy in Vegas when you're stuck there and there's yeah. nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, anytime they offer a free drink, I'm going to take the free drink because it's a free drink, even though, you know, I'm gambling, but I don't gamble that much. And I was winning just enough along the way that I really wasn't spending any money. So <laughs> I'm like, this is kind of sweet. And, uh, and then I went to Casino Royale and I promised myself that I was going to bet on roulette you know because that's that's the game i i like I, I don't know much about gambling i'm not much of a gambler but i roulette's fun to me you do love roulette i do you know and you can usually do it especially if you go to the right place it doesn't cost you that much to play so i started playing roulette and i was winning just enough that i i wasn't spending any money i was like okay i have 20 dollars. i had 40 dollars i had set aside to gamble with and I've been winning along the way, so I, you know, I was Look up or you. even. Well, not winning. I mean, I'm like I was maybe even, which is still winning to me. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet twenty dollars in here. And usually when I do that, I'll bet ten, and I'll be like, eh, no, never mind. I don't like losing. But I, I kept on winning enough, and so I was sitting at this table. It's the first time I ever sat at a table for a while where you see it like in you know, in television where people sit at a table and they gamble for a long time mm-hmm. and then they start talking to the people that are next to them. I've never done that before because I don't gamble long enough. But I was winning enough and they kept bringing drinks. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, I'll just keep on <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to make me some new friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Dutch dudes sitting next to me. How are you doing? You know, Dutch the, dudes? There was these two guys, yeah, from the Netherlands that were there gambling, speaking in Dutch. And then, you know, I was talking to them for a little bit. And then were they talking shit about you in Dutch and you couldn't probably, tell? <laughs> probably, I'm sure. I mean, I was I was a little <laughs> I was a little drunk by that point. And then there was uh, you know this couple. I don't remember where they were from. God, I, I don't want to. I think they were from China, um, but they they were next to me and talking to them. And this dude was like cleaning up. I don't know. I don't know how he could cheat at roulette. But he was getting his number. You know how roulette works. There's 36 numbers. And you just pick the number or the and or the color, right? Well, the number, the color. No, there's a bunch of different ways you can bet, too. Okay. You can, like, spread it out and say it'll be one of these four numbers or it's different odds. But if, yeah, you hit it directly on your number, I mean, that's 36 to 1 odds or something like that. And you get, you get paid a, a bunch. This guy was hitting it time after time. He was nailing. Just he had the number. Hmm. I mean, he had a. Maybe he was psychic. Something. I mean, it was so many chips. This guy was just winning at winning and winning and winning and winning. Finally, though, I did hit one number that I had on there, which was great. I took that, walked off. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm done. Um, anyway, went back to Treasure Island. Sorry, I, I know I'm rambling on, so I'll, I'll You're wrap fine. these up. No, this is interesting. I wanted to know. I haven't talked it, to you, so I want yeah. to know what you've done for the past Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, five yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> five and full days in Vegas. So went, uh, went from there over to um, uh, back to Treasure Island. 
you know, and just on my little solo trip, like, do, 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 do. make sure you don't lose your wallet, Greg. That's what I kept telling myself. So, yep. yeah, don't lose you your wallet. wallet chain. Don't lose your wallet. No, I didn't have that. I just kept the wallet in my front pocket. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. You were living dangerously. Living dangerously. Mm-hmm. And made it back to Treasure Island. Uh, was going to go upstairs and, and go to sleep, but I decided to, uh, I, I couldn't really sleep. So I'm like, well, you know what? I have that other $20 that I said I would, I would gamble with. You know, um, why don't I go down and do that? Just we'll try it. Worst case, I lose the twenty bucks that I already thought was gone, and uh, and we'll we'll give it a shot. So went down, played blackjack a couple of hands, one, one, one twice. So walked off with that, and then I went and played this weird. They have like this wheel game where you they spin this giant wheel, and then it'll if it lands on whatever symbol you bet on, then you get then you get money for it. Okay, it's I don't strange. know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've I'd never seen it before. It's like a gigantic like prize wheel, with. Wait, was that in Ti? Yeah. Oh no, they had that last time we were oh, there years they? ago. Yeah. Mm. And I tried to play it and I didn't get it, and then I lost money, and then I stopped playing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. They solve it then. And they had a couple different things of it. So I, I was playing that one and uh, started talking to these dudes who I don't know where they were from. Let's just say they they really seem like they were from Sacramento. That's what a Sacramento or Bakersfield. It was the vibe I got. They seemed like those dudes. So I, I, I talked to those guys and, uh, and you know, while we were playing that game, it was cool. And finally, I'm like, okay, I am exhausted. I got to go to bed. I'm going to place one last bet. And my, my number for roulette is black 20. I always bet on black 20. I don't know why. I just always have. And that's just what I bet on. And it's like, okay, one last bet. Let's give it a try. Uh, I'll lay down 10 bucks. And I'm going to spread it out, but I'm going to make sure I bet on black 20. And if I lose $10, I was, I was like, I'm not going to bet the full $20. I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. But I'll, I'll bet $10. And so I put money on that black 20. I was the only person at the roulette table. Bam. Hit it. Black 20. I cannot believe that. Yeah. And How much money did you win? Uh, I won about a hundred. Well, I won about 90 bucks. What? Yeah, because I had some spread out on the side of it, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And, and she's like, good bet. And I'm like, wait, are you kidding me? Was that black 20? And I'm like, I, I've never. This has never happened to me before. This is never. She's like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> That's very exciting, you know, she was sir. that excited for me, but she's like, you are really excited about this. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, I, I, I've, I've never done this. Thank you, thank you. And I kept thanking her, and she's like, oh, okay, god. yeah. And so she gave me all, uh, gave me the chips. I'm like, That's it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. She's like, mm. That's it. I'm like, Yep, I'm done. I got my number. I am not betting anymore because it's not going to get better than that. And and cashed in and walked off. Oh wow. Yeah. And then the next day uh, was getting back home. And that's why I'm still a little bit tired today. Okay, well, that's why I want to hear about, so what was the um, the welcome aboard? Yeah, so. Thing, and then we should wrap. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I will say just getting to the airport, I got yelled at by the lift guy about 10 times because I was in the wrong spot, apparently. Okay. So it started off, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Got to the airport. That's not awkward at all. Yeah, and, and went through. Uh, security and everything, and I was flying Virgin Airlines back. Which, oh, lucky! Virgin Airlines is awesome. I've only flown Virgin say... once, and it was a intercontinental flight, and it was oh fucking awesome. Their planes are all nice and new. That was and when like I flew in the, in the bubble one, uh, flying back from London. Oh, cool! Yeah. Was, oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. And they give you like socks and um, well, at least in mine, this was so long ago, but like got like like socks and an eye mask and earplugs and all. Kinds well, of things. I think if my flights were only two hours long, okay. so I don't think yeah. that was going to happen. But they had they had all this entertainment. It was really cool. But yeah, so I'm there at the airport and the, and you know waiting, and I'm I had a connection flight from San Francisco. It was. Las Vegas to San Francisco, San Francisco to Portland. And there was like an hour and a half in between uh, layover. So I'm like, plenty of time. I'll be able to make my other flight. And then I get there 
It's like, well, and your flight has been delayed for 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's cut my time and time down of how much time I'm going to have. And then it got delayed another 15 minutes. And then it got delayed another 15 minutes to where it was getting really close to where I'm not going to make my flight. So that, that was, I was worrying about that. So I'm just sitting there at this place for a while and they have the attendant, you know, who gets on at the podium there where you, where you check in or where you, where you fly, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that, that checks you in when you get on your flight. And he kept making these announcements and this guy, he was great at what he was doing, but he had some kind of a tick or a training where he just snuck in, welcome aboard, into like every (laughs) sentence, like instead of pausing at his sentences, and, and, and saying like, um, or, and, or something, it'd be welcome board. So he kept, he started off by making announcements because it's like, oh, right. thing like, uh, yeah. well, buddy, your flight is going to be very, airline too. your flight's going to be very full today. Welcome aboard. And we're going to be needing some of you to check your carry on luggage. Welcome aboard. Where we're going to be having you. <laughs> we'll do this free of charge, but we need some volunteers. We need about nine of you. Welcome aboard to come on up and check your carry on luggage. That's amazing. And it will continue on to your destination. Welcome aboard. And he would just like. He was just putting these vocal boards in just randomly throughout it. And I'm like, did I just hear that oh, wrong? Oh, God, I want to start doing that. Yeah, and he's, he kept but doing it. what would it. ours be? Because it can't welcome be welcome aboard. aboard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what oh, we would do. Oh, we have to welcome figure aboard. out a thing. <laughs> Stop saying welcome aboard. <laughs> it's like everything started off with welcome aboard, welcome aboard's in the middle, and then it ends with a welcome aboard. And <laughs> so he was doing this this entire time, and it was just hilarious. Oh. Then every time he said anything, I'm just like, where is it? Where is it? Welcome aboard. Here it is. Were you on the flight home with anybody you knew? No. Oh, so you couldn't have somebody to bond with over that. There was nobody so I could fun. talk to about it. I know. Oh, if you had somebody to be like, hey, do you want to go grab a beer before we go? Welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah, welcome aboard. I don't know. There was nobody that would have understood it that I could have even oh, talked to him about it. Welcome aboard. So, oh my God. <laughs> so that was it. And then, uh, you know, went back from from there to San Francisco. And, uh, and the flight was completely delayed. Like we were landing at 4.05 and the flight was supposed to have taken off at 4 p.m. Like oh. taken off at 4 p.m. My connecting flight, and they made an announcement right towards the end that they were like, because there were some other people that were flying to Portland. I just didn't know. Mm. Them. Like, we think there's about seven or eight of you that are trying to get to Portland, and there's another flight, so we'd like to ask everybody to sit and let them off first. Oh, you got to get off first. Got to get off first, and it was fine because we were running over. They they had said the other flight was going to be delayed for us, and so, but they're like, you need to hurry, and everybody was fine except for this one dude was like in a panic and you know there's like eight of us in the same book and this guy was sprinting down the thing and he was yelling at some old man that was on the in front of him he's like get out of my way and like ran around him and just was running through the airport and sprinted there and the rest of us were just walking fast because it's like it's either gonna make it or you're not yeah and we got there, and it was it had been delayed forty five minutes, so it was fine. Oh I'm yeah, just like why are you being such a because oh, people are assholes dude. sometimes. But you had you know, fun. I had fun. I that had fun. That is so, and you're in one piece. I'm in one piece. I end up making the flight, made you ended it back. Up not losing a lot of money. Not losing a lot of money. You made some money. Ma- yes, made some money. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, not many people can say they went to Vegas and actually came back with more than they. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's pretty lucky. Yeah. Made so. it back. Um, I think there's still people coming back today that may not have made their flights. Well, big thought. Good thoughts out to Royal. I hope that you find your luggage. That's oh yeah, for awful. sure. Absolutely. And uh, thank you once again to Digital Trends too. That was that was a ton of fun. So you can see all that footage uh, online. But I am back here, back to do Fun Employment Radio, and we're Yay. back doing it. Yes, it's good. And we have special guests all this week. We do. Tomorrow we're going to be joined by our good pal Ryan Brentley. Uh, he works for Ninkasi and he's going to tell us about uh, some of their upcoming events that they have going on. They're doing some stuff for charity. We'll probably have uh, maybe a beer or two. Maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, if it isn't a shit show snowstorm. Yeah, there is another snowstorm supposed to be coming into Portland. <laughs> Since tomorrow uh, all or of a tonight. The West Coast is now flipped to the East Coast. No, yeah. Yeah. It's so. Be like our third snowstorm. At least it says it. Who knows? Yeah. Weather we'll psychics have to see. can be wrong. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. So. But if it does snow, it's supposed to be tonight into tomorrow. Yes. So, regardless, we'll try and make it unless like we can't leave our doors. We'll we'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll be here tomorrow. We've missed doing the show. Yes, absolutely. We'll be here. It is so nice to be back. Mm. And thank you to everybody who tunes in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all wonderful, wonderful You're people. Wonderful humans. And, and oh, and big thank you to all of you who tuned in while I was on the uh, stuff down there too. It was really nice to see some friendly faces, uh, well, friendly names mm. in the in the chat. That was uh, that was cool. I really You're appreciate welcome. that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Welcome aboard. Um, Welcome aboard. Yeah. And then on Thursday, we'll be joined by Mr. Rick Emerson. Yes. Right here on Fun Employment Radio. So excited. And we'll answer that burning question. What has Rick been up to? Oh, boy. Find (laughs) out on Thursday. Tomorrow, it'll be Ninkasi. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye. Welcome aboard. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.